Welcome to the Behind the Vision podcast. In this episode with Josiah, we explore his journey to becoming a musician, what it's like being in a band, and building a coffee pottery shop in Minneapolis. Hope you enjoy the show. What was the first instrument you picked up? Uh, so you can pull the mic up closer too oh, if you sure, want. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like I first I when I growing up I wanted to play drums immediately. Like that was like my first instrument I wanted to play. But at my school they were like, "Well, you can't play drums until you learn piano." Cuz it's like music like music theory and like learning time signatures and stuff like that. And so I learned piano first. I took piano lessons for like 2 years, I think. And then after that I was like, ah, "I'm just going to play drums now." So, it was drums is like my favorite instrument to play probably. Um, but then I moved from drums to like playing piano more and then playing guitar, like acoustic and electric, and then kind of, kind of fiddle with bass a little bit here and there. And then I sing and write music and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. So Dang, that's cool. Yeah, it is, fun. is it easy to translate time. from like piano to drums to guitar? Um, kind of like the world of music is very like, it's super broad, but it's also like, <clears throat> It's very similar. So, like, time signature is, like, 4-4, which is, like, any mostly any, like, pop rock song. Or, like, 6-8 is kind of, like, a, like a waltz feel to it, kind of. Um, like, all the time signatures can definitely translate to different instruments. But, like, if you play piano, you don't necessarily, like, play guitar. So, like, you have to, like, learn the different, like, how to play the actual instrument. Because um, they're, they're very different. But, mm-hmm. but, yeah, it's fun. It's a really yeah. good time, dude. Yeah. At what age did you start playing? I guess it was a piano probably, right? Yeah, man. How old was I? I want to probably say like 11. Okay. 10 or 11. And it was something you did a part of like school? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, because like I wanted to play drums, but they wouldn't let me. So I took piano. And I didn't like play piano at school because like there wasn't like a piano in like the school band or whatever. And so I just didn't play at school. And then after that, I was like, okay, now I'm playing in school. So I, I think like, I think it was like, gosh, I don't even know, like sixth grade, I started playing drums at school, which is like the bass drum, mm-hmm. you know, or like just like just the snare. Oh yeah. But I wanted Not to like full drum yeah, set. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that's what I wanted to do though. I wanted to play the full kit, you know, but they didn't have it. And so my parents, I think it was like when I was 14. My parents like paid for me to like like have drum lessons, and then I had like two of them, and I was like, "Cool, thanks, I'm good to go." <laughs> and then I've just been like playing ever since, man. Yeah, and then like guitar, like my brother played guitar, and so I like would like look at what he's doing, you know, and then like try to like copy him a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how I learned how to play guitar. And then from guitar, that like translates really easy with other guitar instruments. It's so, like electric and acoustic are super comparable. And then bass is just like the first top four strings of a guitar. So it's like if you know how to play guitar, you can figure out how to play bass a lot easier. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Have you seen the movie Whiplash? Oh, dude, yeah. It's like oh. so hard to watch sometimes, <laughs> like as a drummer. Like insane movie, mm-hmm. insane musicians. But I'm like, yo, if he was my teacher, I would be like, I'm, I'm done. All right. Cool. I'm just never going to play drums ever again. Yeah. <laughs> you know? such a crazy te- like teaching style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a wild movie. It's really good, though. I love yeah. it. I was just like, I mean, it was an intense movie, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like, throws a chair at him or whatever when he, like, doesn't get it right. And, like, knowing, like, tempos and time signatures, like, off the top of your, of your head is insane. Like, someone's like, hey, like, play... 80 B like 80 BPMs. It's like, I have no idea how to do that. But like in that movie, like he had to, I'm just like, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. Cause, cause like his teacher kept getting mad because he wasn't playing in tempo. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing. The BPMs, you know, he's like, oh, my tempo. And I'm like, dude, give me a click. Give me a metronome and I can play it. But (laughs) Do do you think it was actually like he was not playing in tempo or do you think it was just him trying to get him better? You know, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think, like, at first, maybe he saw, like, the potential that he had. 
and was like, oh, God, how do I like, you know, encourage you to be better, you know, or like uh, reach the, the, um, like the, the greatness that you have potentially. But then I think like throughout the movie, it was just kind of like mean, <laughs> you know, it was just kind of like, oh, bummer. It's kind of intense, <laughs> you know. Dang. Have you ever had a teacher like that? No, thankfully not. <laughs> I probably would have quit music if I did. No, nah, actually, but yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. Yeah. Pretty wild. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Something that I do, and I want to hear your thoughts on it, if it's like a good learning style, is we had a piano at the old apartment. Oh, sweet. And I was playing it. But the way I like to learn was I would just go to like YouTube, mm-hmm. type in the song mm-hmm. that I wanted to like know how to play. Dude, yeah. And I would just learn that way. But Dude. I wanted, I didn't maybe learn like the core, you know, notes or like how to play the piano and understand it super well. Mm-hmm. I just went straight to the song. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, YouTube University, man. Like so many musicians have learned how to play their instrument from YouTube, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a great way. I mean, like, the, and there's like a million different ways to like learn how to play an instrument. You know, you could like learn by ear, which is like what you were basically doing, where it's like you listen and you like find the note and like, okay, cool, there it is. You know, or you find the chord or like find the you know whatever string that's on or whatever. And then there's like the technical learning where it's like you learn music theory, you learn like why this chord makes sense with this chord, all that stuff. So it's like, I I would say it's like learning by ear is like more creative because like you have to like figure it out yourself but then like learning like going to school for it is like the technical correct mm-hmm. <laughs> correct way mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and I learned everything by ear most like besides the piano lessons when I was younger and so I I prefer that but also it's really nice to get like pointers and like oh that's okay that makes sense you know or whatever so can you like hear listen to a song and then just pick it up and start playing it yeah, okay. yeah, kind of. Depends, okay. you know. If it's like, if it's like a mainstream song, like whatever you hear on the radio or whatever, it's normally just like the same four chords, and you just gotta find what key you're in, and then you can just be like, oh, cool, you know, I can play it. Mm-hmm. Like that's like I used to play shows a lot, and I'd be like, okay, what song should I cover, you know? And I just like, like, okay, cool, like Fix You by Coldplay. You know, and it's just like, oh, cool. It's just like these four chords. And now I can just like, you know, I just listen to the song. And there's like a whole other thing where it's like national numbering system, which is like every chord has a number Mm. and it's like one through seven. And like, like it's so much, it's very technical, but um, once you like know that you can pretty much figure out what the chords are in a song just by hearing it. Cause it's like, oh, is that the minor chord? Does it sound like kind of, kind of like moody? That's the six, you know. It's like, oh, like the the one chord is like, like we've resolved, you know. It's like, oh, okay, like this is like, you know, like the res- the resolution of the progression. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's like so much, such a technical side of it, mm-hmm. but it's fun, dude. Once you dive into it, it's like never ending, though. <laughs> I'm sure. It's yeah. just like so many different possibilities of ways mm-hmm. to like create music dude totally and there's yeah. so many instruments yeah dude so <laughs> many pick up. yeah it's fun dude and I, I learned a lot like most of my music journey has been like playing in the church you know like playing a youth group or like on sundays or whatever and so it's like you have that like camaraderie where it's like other musicians are playing with you constantly and so it's like hey like try this different or like hey do this or like this is how i do it you know that sort of thing so like you learn quickly in that sort of environment or if you just like play with other people constantly you know yeah but no, that's it's super fun. true actually Paige uh Coley dropped a question oh, sweet. kind of on that same topic what's up Paige? Of just the church and oh yeah yeah she said uh anything about his pace of life with Jesus and how that looks pursuing music wow it's a good question Paige dang <laughs> <laughs> man I mean yeah I mean so I've been like in the church my whole life, pretty much like I grew up Christian, you know, and then like had my own journey with the Lord and that and like pursuing Jesus and like relationship and like, like understanding what that looks like, you know? Um, and so that's been a very consistent thing in my life and being like playing in the church has been a very consistent thing. Like, honestly, I don't think there's been like a year span of my life where I haven't like played 
like on worship at the church or at a church, which is kind of wild to think about actually. I never really thought about that until now. <laughs> but when, when did you start? Basically like when I was 14. Oh wow. Yeah. Like it was like, okay, I learned this beat on drums. I'm playing in youth group now, you know, Dang. like every Wednesday or whatever. And then it was like, oh, I'm like figuring out my voice and like singing. It's like, oh yeah, you can, you can sing now. You know, it's like, all right, cool. When I'm 16, I'm singing on the worship team, you know? And then, like, learning how to play guitar, you know, it's like, oh, now we're now I'm leading worship, you know? And so, yeah, I've been doing that ever since I was, like, pretty much 14. So, I'm 30 now, 16, <laughs> 16 years, <laughs> you know? So, but, like, it's crazy because, like, just to go back to the question, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, my walk with the Lord and, like, how that, like, pertains to music, you know, it's like, I, I'm a firm believer that, like... <clears throat> Like creativity is is like it's I mean it's a beautiful thing, you know, and I believe that like like Jesus like created creativity, right? And so because <clears throat> he created the whole world, he created emotions, he created everything, you know. He's like the de- the designer of it, and so like when it comes to creativity, I love to like invite him into that journey with me, where it's like okay, like you design this, I want you to be a part of it with me. And anything that I'm doing, create like creatively, where right? it's like photos, pottery, music, woodworking, or whatever I'm doing, you know. And so, but specifically with music, like in general, music carries such emotion, anyways. You know, it's like you can listen to a song by Coldplay or whoever, Taylor Swift or whatever. You can like feel like what they're singing. You know, you can feel like most of the time you can kind of feel like what where they're coming from. And so it's like when. I like write my own music like I want to be able to like do that same thing but in like a real and like authentic way not to say that that, not to say that they don't but like for me I really like I really strive for that and so it's like okay like I want to invite Jesus into this process with me to like to write these, these songs whether it's like about heartbreak or whether it's about like feeling better or whether it's about like hopes and dreams or whether it's about just like him and I's relationship, you know, because it's like, man, like if anyone knows better, it's him, you know, when it comes to creativity, when it comes to my own heart, when it comes to like my life and like what I've gone through and what I'm going through, what I'm going to go through, like he totally knows everything about it. And so it's like, who better to like invite that process, invite into that process than the Lord, you know? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. It's awesome, dude. Yeah, dude. I love it. It's just like, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I was listening to a podcast with the singer of Imagine Dragons. Oh, sick. And, I mean, you kind of mentioned the authenticity mm. point of, like, you want to be from a place when you're creating music of just, you know, speaking your truth. Yeah. And he even mentioned on that podcast, like, if he puts out a song and he doesn't feel like it's super authentic, it feels like people feel that. Totally. They know dude. that. That's so real. Yeah. Yeah, like, like every song that I've written... Um, has come from a real place, you know, like I'm not just writing a song to write a song, you know, and it's like, like I have like a five song EP on Spotify right now and I just recorded it on my phone and I was just like, all right, cool. Just put it in the world, you know, it's it's fun. I like it. But like every song on that EP has been like, like bits and pieces of like my journey for the past, like five years, like when I wrote that, like the five year mark and it's like every word is true. Like every word came, it came from like an experience or like came from like a realness, you know? And I feel like that is seen and felt like I've had people tell me, they're like, Whoa, like I don't know you, but like I listened to that song and I feel like I know you now, you know, or it's like, I feel like I know what you went through in that moment or that season. And yeah. And so I think it's super important for like, I mean, musicians and songwriters, but also people who are creative in general to like really put like to be authentic in what they're doing, you know? And like, I feel a little bit of a tangent here, but like, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like if, if you're doing something creative and like, you're not being real in it, it's obvious, you know? Cause it's like when like creatives, like we're, we're feelers, you know, it's like we're emotional or whatever. Like we like personalities come out and like what we're creating, you know, especially when we're creating for ourselves, you know, like I, have lived a long life of being creative and doing different endeavors and different things of creativity or whatever. And there's been like specific times where I'm like, Oh, whoa, 
like I'm not in this. Like what I'm making right now is not who I am or like not, I don't feel myself in it at all or whatever. Or it's just like for like a paycheck or it's just for like, oh, this is what other people are doing. So I want to be like noticed or seen. So I'm going to do the same thing, even though it's not at all who I am. And like, but then there's times where I'm like, whoa, I'm putting like my whole heart into this. And I'm like putting like everything that I am into this. And I love it, you know, and I think it's super important to love what you're doing and like love what you're creating, you know, when was the last time you felt that? Oh, man, last time I felt that. I mean, like, I've been I've been writing new songs recently, which has been really fun for me because I took a, a, a minute to not write because I was like pursuing other things. Um, but yeah, there's like a new song that I'm writing that is called Feeling Better. Mm. And it's just like, it's kind of like a an ode to like the past. I don't know, like COVID was wild for everyone. You know, it's like there was like a spike in depression, like during that time, you know, and like it hit me for a bit, you know, it's just, it's like coming out of that season, like feeling better, you know, and it's like, oh, whoa, it's like some of the lyrics, like I haven't finished it yet. Otherwise I'd play it for you, but <laughs> it's got, it's kind of got like a, like a, I've got soul, but I'm not a soldier feel where it's like, you know, it's like kind of like fun and hypey. Um, but it's like. Like the chorus is like, I want to dance all night till I can't breathe. I want to like sing at the top of my lungs and forget everything, you know? And it's like, I want to act like stars and hotel bars, like cruising on top of the world, just like with you and me, babe, you know? So it's kind of like a, I'm feeling better. And like, this is what I want to do because now I feel better. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I want to go, go out and do these things that like feel good to do, you Mm -hmm. know? So you're in the process of writing that album right now? Yeah, that song, yeah. Song? Mm-hmm. So nice. a little, little sneak peek. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. So are yeah. you going to just drop like an episode, uh, just like a song itself? Or are you going to release like a full album? Yeah, I probably, I'll probably do this single route where I release like one song at a time, mm-hmm. you know. Um, before I released like the five song EP that I released, gosh, it was like two years ago. It was during COVID, I think. Um, I titled it long time coming because that was the first time I've ever released music, like my own music. And I've always wanted to ever since I was like 14, you know, but I released it when I was like 28, you know? And so now that I've released that, I'm like, okay, cool. Like I want to do one song at a time, like when they're ready and like when they're done immediately and not just like sit on them for so long, Mm -hmm. you know? So I have like. I think I have like five songs I haven't released yet. Ooh. Yeah. That aren't fully finished yet, but I want to like record them like full band. Um, instead of just like, um, voice memos right here on my sofa, mm. you know, <laughs> cause that's what that's like the EP that's on Spotify. It's just like voice it's memo. Phone. Yeah. Which is a vibe. Like it's like, it feels like we're just right here. Like mm-hmm. when we're listening to it, which is really fun. Yeah. But, but yeah, since I like play most of the instruments that would be in the EP or in the single, I want to like record them all myself mm. and then like bring in some friends for different things. Like I'm not like a guitar soloist by any means. So I'll bring my buddy Danny in to like solo over something or my buddy Enrique, who's like an insane musician in general, but he probably played bass on it, you know, cause he's just super slick and super good on it. So, but yeah, mm. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pumped to listen to it. Dude, I've listened sure. to a few of your other songs too. Oh, sweet man. Yeah. Dude. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. I, I take it very casually. You know, it's like, it's like once a song's ready, cool, all right, just put it out there, you know? I don't, mm-hmm. like, worry about, like, how many streams I get or, like, if how many reposts or whatever I get on it. It's just kind of like, yeah, this is just something I love to do, and it's part of who I am. And so here's a little another snippet of my life, <laughs> you yeah. know? It's good that you just, like, don't pay attention to that stuff and you do it because you want to do it. Yeah, dude. Like, I feel like if you get caught too much up in the numbers of things or looking at how well it did. Yeah. You just kind of lose the creativity of it and wanting to do it more. Cause you're 100%. like, Oh, maybe this didn't, this song didn't perform super well. Well, maybe I'm not going to post them anymore Dude, type of thing. Absolutely. Like so, discouragement is such a huge thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And that's like, like I feel like oftentimes when I'm looking at like the comparison aspect <clears throat> where I'm like, Oh, like this buddy released this song and it got like 2 million plays and it's on like five playlists on Spotify and I released a whole EP and it's got like maybe a thousand plays. You know, it's like, if you're like in that comparison mindset, discouragement's like right around the corner mm-hmm. and it's just like, Oh, 
crap. All right. Well, I guess I'm not going to do that anymore. You know, cause it's like, it didn't work out, but it's, if you're doing it for yourself, which when, when it comes to creativity, doing it for yourself is so, so important. Then it's just like, Oh, I feel good. Like I'm satisfied with how that sounds or how that came out or how that looked. And it's like, sweet. I'm like I'm satisfied, <laughs> you know, it's good. Yeah. So, yeah. Have you ever uh, created like music that you just are not a fan of? Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I have like, I mean, throughout like 16 and on, like I've written so many songs. I'm like, wow. I will never, ever, ever, ever show anyone that song. Um, or there's, like, songs where I wrote, like, way back in the day where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a bop. Like, maybe I'll bring it back and, like, rewrite it a little bit, you know, or, like, give it a different feel or whatever. Like, there's one song um, I wrote when I was seven, I think it was 17, and I had this huge crush on this girl in high school. And, like, we were, like, really close friends, and I was always like, oh, I like you. She's like, oh, I love you, bro. You know, like, <laughs> friend zone, hardcore, you know. Yeah. But I wrote a song, and it's, like, super cheesy, like, so cheesy. It's, like, painfully cheesy. But I played it at the talent show at my high school, like, when I was, like, it was my senior year of high school. And um, I won the talent show. Dang. And, but it's funny, because like, I was a bold kid back then. Like, I don't know, I would never do this now. But, like, before I played it, she was there. At, like the talent show, mm-hmm. I was like, "This one's for you." Oh, you, you pointed know? at it, yeah, dude. And like her oh. name is in the song, oh, so it's like, <laughs> like here's the kicker, dude. Oh. Her boyfriend was sitting right next to oh. her. <laughs> so like, wow. But I didn't care, man. I was in love, so it's like whatever, <laughs> you know. And I won, and then the next day, I didn't know this happens when you win. I had to play at the pet fest the next day <laughs> in front of the entire school, and so I'm like, oh, great. So now, like, the entire school is going to know that, like, I have a crush on Mandy, you know, whatever. It turned out great. It was fun. We never dated, but yeah. whatever. It's, dude, that, that takes a lot to do that. Dude, yeah, her boyfriend was not happy, though. <laughs> <laughs> he was, like, this football player, and I was just, like, this emo kid, whatever, and, like, his friends would, like, come up to me in the hall and, like, shove me in the locker and be like, ooh, don't talk to Amanda. And I'm like, ha, 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 I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> it's like, I have bigger friends. Who, friends who are bigger than you. You know, whatever. I don't know. Stupid yeah. stuff. But, but yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. So, <laughs> But I definitely do have songs. That I'm like, no way, dude. Like, I'm just going to throw it in the trash. Maybe take some lyrics from that. But, like, mm. we're done. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But back in the MySpace days, though. I definitely had some songs on MySpace that Ooh. I put on <laughs> that I think are still up. Like I should, I should do a deep dive and see if I can find those songs just for yeah. fun. Should post them on Spotify. I should. Oh no. <laughs> oh my god. Going gosh. way back. Just album. like hardcore auto tune and like never shout, never vibes, you know, like geez. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So you're part of a band now, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. How's that been? Uh, it's been it's been a journey, you know. It's been a process. Like um, being in a band as like as adults is different when you're in a band, like in, in when you're in high school, you know, because it's like oh, we have like full time jobs, mm-hmm. and some of us have families that we're like we're growing like raising, and it's like we have different things that we want to pursue individually, you know. So it's like getting five people together, like once a week to rehearse super tricky you know um but like we're currently working on a single right now in the studio which is exciting um we're hoping to release it soon sooner than later but yeah it's called ghost and um yeah it's a it's a good song i'm super stoked for it yeah yeah and then uh so it's saint harrison yeah saint harrison yep yeah yeah we have no no music out at all um, we played a handful of shows, but it's like a homie band. So it's just like a bunch of best friends playing music together, you know. How'd and, you all form? Um, so <clears throat> three. Uh, so I lived with two of our band members in a house in St. Paul, and like we've all been musicians our entire lives, <clears throat> and so like writing music together or just writing music in general is very normal for us. But like living together, it was like, hey, I'm writing this new song. It's like, oh, let me hear it. And then, like, I would jump on the drum kit and just, like, play along with it. And then, like, our Enrique would come in and play, like, bass on it. And it's just like, oh, sweet. We just, like, finished writing a song together. <clears throat> you know, and it's like, we love the way this sounds. Should we start a band? You know, it's like, that sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. And um, Jake, our lead vocalist slash songwriter, insane, 
vocalist, insane songwriter. Like his lyrics, like are so like just so good, dude. So deep. I'm stoked to like for people to hear it. Like super excited. But he, it, like a lot of inspiration came from him because like I mean, he, him and I have been best friends for a long time. Actually, like we met from me giving him guitar lessons. Like when he was like, gosh, I don't know. When he was 16, <clears throat> and I was like 20, let's see, yeah, I was like 21, I think, and I like would put flyers up in my town and whatever, like music lessons, whatever, and like his mom found it, and they came over and whatever, but like the first music lesson we had, I was like, cool, like, you know, show me what you can do, let's like assess, whatever, and like he like played me a song he wrote, and I was like, you guys don't need me, <laughs> like, what the heck, like, this kid is so good already. Yeah. You know, but like we kept hanging out and like, I would, you know, we'd like, I'd give him like little pointers here and there or whatever. We only did maybe a handful of lessons, but then we just like kept hanging out because we were like, oh, dude, like we're friends now. And since then we've been like best friends. And so like we've written nice. music together. We've gone like big trips together. We've like done a lot of life together, mm-hmm. you know. And so um, he's actually having a baby soon, which is exciting. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think like, honestly, like maybe even next week. It's Ooh. crazy. That's yeah. Soon. yeah, super soon. But we're mm-hmm. we're also excited. He's it's like the first kiddo in our friend group. And so it's like all these like aunts and uncles are gonna be like <laughs> hanging out where it's like, oh the baby, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, so yeah, we're working on a single right now and hopefully releasing it sooner than later. You know, we're not like like I said, like we're not like taking it incredibly like this has to be the thing, you know. It's like, oh, we're just having fun with it and doing it when we can, you know. Would you want to be a part of the band full time? Like, I mean, is that, ever, is that everyone's kind of goal with it? Is to like take it full time, or you know, I <clears throat> I feel like as a musician, I'm obligated to say yes because <laughs> that's like the dream of every musician is to be able to do music full time. Um, but like, honestly, I don't know. Like, I have a few other. Uh, endeavors that are like in the works right now that I'm pursuing that I I would love to do those things full time. And so it's kind of tough though. It's like if a label picked us up and was like, cool, you're going to do like a six month tour around the U S I'd be like, Oh, okay. Maybe, (laughs) you know, it's like, it just depends, but which would be a really hard decision to make because I would have to like let go of every other thing that I was wanting to do. But yeah, I mean like Jake wants to, I think, a couple of our bandmates want it for sure. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it just depends on the season that we're in and depends on like what, what opportunities might come up, you know, but yeah, just like feel it out. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. And it's like, it means a huge commitment doing music full time, you know, like that being your job is like, you have to be like the best that you can be at your, at your craft, at your instrument or vocals or whatever. And that's like a lot of pressure. Um, but but there's like a billion musicians out there. And so it's like how to like stand out and like how to like like really like do it well is like the tricky part. You know, and like I've I've known I've known people who've like gone on tours, US tours, now like international tours or whatever, and now they're not doing it anymore. And it's like, okay, cool, like totally fine. Like no shame, no judgment. But it's like life just happens, you know? Mm-hmm. And dreams can be dreams for seasons you know like i've definitely have had dreams that i've like wanted to do or wanted to be back then back then as in like a few years ago or whatever but like as i've grown and like matured and like really like learned more about who i am um it's like i'm like oh cool like that'd be a sweet dream but at the same time it's like oh maybe i can do something else yeah, you know. that's true. Like, you just, like, feel it out. Yeah. You know, like, you're not, you might not be passionate about a certain thing forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the best thing you can do is realize that and also realize that it's maybe not like a, I mean, I, th- I think also something that's not good to do is maybe want to just jump too soon. Totally. And you haven't, like, felt it fully <clears throat> out. I think it's, totally. I think it's good to, like feel it out for a little bit and then once you've definitely made a decision like just go for it dude 100% like prep is so important (laughs) you know like I remember when gosh how old was I I think I was 18 I like I really wanted to open up a coffee shop and like slash music venue because the town I was living in had no music venues like close by at all and like I was like I had a big heart for like like kids who had nothing to do 
like teenagers who are like getting into drugs instead of like hanging out with people or whatever. And so I was like, oh, like I'll open up like this safe haven sort of a thing and like do coffee and music and art and stuff like that. And I was like, cool, I found a building. It's like a quarter million dollars, whatever, you know? And then like reality hit. I was like, there's no way I could do this. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it was like, I could maybe, but like, not right now, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, totally like not jumping too soon into things and not like, like letting, like not like getting rid of like obligations to do something full time without being ready to do that full mm-hmm. thing full time, you know? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And then sometimes it just happens naturally, honestly. Like that's what happened with me in photography. It was like a hobby. And then like people were like, oh, cool. Like you take my senior photos or whatever, you know? And like, oh, do you shoot weddings? And I was like, oh, sure, sure, sure. And I was like, oh. I'm doing this full time now. Never thought I would, but here I am, you know, mm-hmm. but now I'm not like currently. And so it's like just different things and different dreams and different seasons, you know, mm-hmm. it's really cool when you build that skill set, like you mentioned photography mm-hmm. where people, people start asking you if you're like cool to do a wedding, totally. if you're cool to do other projects. Cause you're like, Oh, I, I have a skill that other people see value in mm-hmm. and you know maybe you've worked on it for a little bit yeah and you start to see like the fruits of your labor totally dude come so real so real mm-hmm. yeah i mean even like just another example like with my pottery um like um it's called happy monday you know that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um it was just like a hobby you know it was just like oh this is fun to do but like i, I practiced a lot because it takes a lot of practice to do it and to do like at the level that I want to do it, you know, like, like the shapes and like the technique and stuff like that. And like, after like doing it for a little bit, it was like, Oh sweet. Like I feel good doing this. I'm not like advertising it. I'm not like, Hey, this is a thing now. But then people were like, Oh, I love that mug. Can I buy it? And I'm just like, Oh sure. You know, and now it's like something I'm trying to pursue right now, you know, like, and hopefully we'll be able to do full time, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's just kind of like, practice is important yeah. <laughs> and being diligent in that is really important too so you'd want to do the pottery full-time yeah that's what kind of your goal yeah um yeah a mix of yeah there's a lot of things that i want to do full-time um, <laughs> i want to do it all i want to do it all full-time it's like man if i had like three other like lives to live right now that'd be sick yeah um but yeah like um like pottery and coffee is what I want to do full time. Mm-hmm. And I've never been a barista, but I want to open up something that's like pottery and coffee and just like community based, you know? Um, yeah. That'd yeah. be cool. You could almost, I think one thing that I'd love to see more businesses just in this area do is mm-hmm. more like classes Dude, or totally. like community things where you get together. So like if you're, a, if you're like a brewery or if you're a coffee shop, like if you want to mix coffee with pottery being able to have like classes and just almost getting together um for different learnings and stuff like that would be really cool dude yeah yeah i it's funny i looked at my phone because i I texted my buddy um and i was like debating on mentioning this or not because it's like still in the works i think it's fine that's exciting to me. So I actually, <clears throat> you, could, you could mention a little bit if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To... I just I don't want to like cats out of the bag sort of thing until it's like, I mean it's it's gonna happen. Yeah. Oh man. Um. So okay. <clears throat> to to not mention the whole thing, but I am going to open up a coffee shop and a pottery studio, and we're going to do classes. Hey, and like snow. and like community events and like walk in movie like movie nights and like Ooh. like snowman building contests in the winter, you know and like it's gonna be very much so like um like how do we be like become love to people around us, you know like very intentional on hospitality and very intentional on like just loving people where they're at. Um, that's all I'll say, <laughs> but we're very, very excited. My yeah. buddy and I are doing it together. That'll be cool, dude. Yeah, dude. It'll be fun. Yeah. We're super stoked. Yeah. Yeah. Were you thinking of having it? <clears throat> uh, for sure in the city somewhere. Um, for sure. Like, I mean, North used to be sweet, um, but it's pretty saturated with coffee already, which isn't like a bad thing per se. I feel like there hasn't been like a new cafe. I mean, there's like a couple new ones popping up. Uh, as of recently, but like the past, like I say, like three years, there hasn't been because obviously COVID was a thing. So opening up a small business during COVID is very hard to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so maybe Northeast, maybe 
South Minneapolis, maybe like St. Louis Park, like a little bit towards this area, a little bit. Yeah, that'd be closer the better. Yeah, I don't know, that's what I'm <laughs> I'll be there. Yeah, bro. Um, <laughs> but like, it really depends on the building because mm-hmm. like we want it to feel real, like we want it to feel like authentic to who we are. Like, has my business partner and I. Um, so it's like we're looking for like old gas stations, you know. We're looking for like um, old auto mechanic places, you know. We're looking for like really unique looking buildings that like hold nostalgia, you know. Um, like we don't want to. We really, we really want like our own standalone building, but that's like kind of tough mm-hmm. in the cities, at least. Um, but yeah, we're very excited. It's gonna be sweet, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. How's it been so far? Like, what point are you kind of at right now? We're still in the business planning like portion. Um, it's uh, it's a lot more than I expected. Uh, building a business plan. Uh, maybe we're doing it like the very technical way, but like we've been working on it for a bit now, and like trying to figure out budgets and figuring out like how much money we need to like fundraise for this because we're gonna crowdfund the whole thing. Um, um, we just felt like really felt like led to do that. Um, and <clears throat> yeah. And just kind of like figuring out like target market, which like, I, like, I know like who we're like trying to like our target market is or whatever, but like, f- like saying that and writing it down and like explaining mm-hmm. that is like a lot harder than just like yeah. knowing it. <laughs> you, know what I mean? you can like see them almost, but yeah. then when you have to like describe them and build them as a character, it's, yeah. it's hard. Yeah, dude. And just be like, Oh, like everybody. Right. You know, <laughs> or it's like, Oh, you know, people like me, but what does that mean? You know, or not like me, what does that mean? You know? Yeah. So we're trying to, yeah, we're in the process of like figuring out like the logistics of it. You know, it's like, cause it's going to be like pottery studio, but also ca- like full blown cafe. And so it's like, He's working on the coffee budget. I'm working on my studio budget and like the events budget because like we're gonna be like live music and pop ups and like we're gonna have a coffee truck too. It's gonna be oh, so sweet. sick, dude! It's gonna be coffee sick. truck. Yeah, bro. Wow. Yeah, we're gonna like pop around. Anyways, I gotta stop talking about. It. No, uh, <laughs> no, <it's laughs> no dude, I want you to talk. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Um, I just wish he was here to like uh, share more about it too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. We're just, yeah, we're still trying to figure it all out, but we're very excited for it. And, um, yeah, yeah, super stoked. Sweet. Yeah, man. Dang. Yeah. Where are you, when are you kind of guessing it will be started maybe? Or is that too far out yet? Uh, I mean, the hope would be spring next year. Um, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah, who knows? I People who I've talked to who have started businesses always say, expect the unexpected and don't like hold too tightly on like what you're hoping for, <laughs> which is kind of like sad to hear. But at the same time, it's very real because there's like so many variables, so many moving parts where it's like, Oh, like the building's ready, but like the plumbing's not, you know, and that's going to take how, however long, especially with like the, the supply chain issues right now, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, Oh, like we can't get a plumber for like the next three months, you know, but we're supposed to open next week, you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like different, different logistics and different variables. So, but like, we're, we're not like worried about it. Like, we're not like we have to open spring, you know, it's like, if we don't, we're failing. It's just like, no, like we're going to open when it's ready and we're excited, like very, very excited. And so we're putting everything that we have into it, like emotionally, (laughs) physically, you know, creatively, and uh yeah we're yeah it's, yeah. it's gonna be like a homie hub dude like nice. it's just oh i'm so stoked yeah that'd yeah. be cool that'd mm-hmm. be fun mm-hmm. fun spot yeah Damn. yeah i won't tell you the name i won't tell you the name <laughs> oh you already have the name oh of it? yeah oh yeah the name was the first thing to come honestly oh yeah so how did you guys were you guys just like meeting up one day and you just started chatting about it or yeah how did that idea come <clears throat> so kind of a long story um trying to think where to where to start the story um so like a lot of it it's like the past man past three years for me has been a lot of like healing and like just like sitting and not doing a lot but like processing and healing a lot and um I've been coming out of that season which has been really good and I was just like um one of my I was with some friends from church 
and um, one of like one of his one of my buddies, he was like, "Hey man, like I really feel like um, like like God wants you to take your dreams that you've had and like times them by ten, but like invite him into that multiplication." And I was like, "Oh wow, that's cool. That's sweet, sweet. That's awesome. Totally, you know." Mm-hmm. And so like one of my dreams was like with with my like, with Happy Monday with my pottery that was like kind of like highlighted to me and I was like, okay, sweet. I was just like praying, talking to the Lord about it. And I was like, cool. Like let's times it by 10, you know, whatever. Like, what does that even look like? What does that even mean? You know? And I was like, well, it'd be sweet to like sell stuff in stores. And I felt him say like, okay, but more. And I was like, okay, like it'd be sweet to like have my own studio. And he's like, yeah, but like more, you know, he kept like prompting me to like dream bigger. Cause it's like, like there's a, there's a phrase that's like, I think it's, it's real, but I've heard it a billion times now, but it's like, if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough, you know? And I was like, okay, I'm getting to the scary point. You know, like, like I was like dreaming big, big, big. I was like, this is actually kind of terrifying, you know? And I got to the point where I was like, okay, I would actually love to open up a cafe where I could love people and like have a, like a safe place for people and do pottery full time and like sell it full time and just like have a place to be you know and then like that was like like doing that is like a big step and it's like kind of terrifying you know and that it was i felt it in my heart i was like like that was the check mark you know like that that's the dream now you know and so i was i was just like mulling that over in my mind i was like okay like how do i do that you know (laughs) how do i invite people into that or whatever and then uh my partner or business partner and i justin his name is justin bloom uh we work together at the same same place right now and so we see each other like every single day which is great he's like one of my best friends and i just like casually like mentioned it to him i was like hey bro you want to want to do this with me just like literally in passing it was not even like let's sit down and talk mm-hmm. about i have something to propose to you yeah just it like a like, joke almost literally it was just like hey bro you want to yeah. you know whatever <laughs> and he looked at me he's like wait are you serious and i was like i mean yeah it'd be fun right you know and in my head i'm like i'm doing this but I was like, but I, you know, I need help. And like, who's the right people to talk to about it, whatever, or the right people to invite into. And then he looked at me, he's like, dude, that's been one of my dreams for like the longest time. And I was like, sweet, let's do it. I'm like, yeah, no question. Like, no fear, no worry. Let's just do it. And so that was it. And he's been in coffee for, I think, seven years, like third wave. Like he knows how to like rebuild espresso machines. He knows how to like train people. He's like, come up with his own drinks and syrups and like he knows how to make oat milk you know it's like all these different skill sets that he has that were like and like i'm on the whole like marketing side retail side pottery side like the event side of things and he's like he's like heading up the coffee side of things Hmm. but i mean like i've been a a coffee snob for years a nice coffee snob (laughs) i don't make anyone feel bad about not knowing certain things about coffee it's that's stupid but so I'm like, I like no good coffee. And so we're like, we've been, it's really fun to like banter back and forth where it's like, okay, who should we, you know, who should we have? Like what beans should we have? Or like what espresso machine should we have? Or like what's like syrups or what should we offer? You know? And so it's been really fun to do that. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of just like, it's like, we're just, we're meant for each other, man. Like business wise. Yeah, that was really was cool. You just like mentioned the idea to him and he's, He's like a, almost a perfect fit, literally, for yeah. something you also want to create. Yeah. So just you invited him in, mm-hmm. and he has all this experience with coffee. You have experience with like the creative side, the pottery, um, just like the marketing. Mm-hmm. It's perfect, dude. It literally is. And like we'll tell friends about it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, like that just makes sense." Like yeah, duh. Like duh, you're doing that. Like of course you are. And so I'm just like, "Oh cool, I'll take that positive encouragement and run with it." <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, yeah, we're excited. We're super stoked. Mm-hmm. Sick. Yeah. What makes a good coffee? Oh, man. So many things. The the mug you're using? No. <laughs> um, actually, happy Monday plug. Uh, oh. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, it really, there's a lot of things that, like, make a good cup of coffee. And a lot of it, there's a lot of, like, um, opinions, for sure. And it's all about, like, what you like. You know, some people like the taste of Folgers, you know, um, which is 
I don't they haven't had much other copy of that. Yeah, no, honestly, it's know? like let me open your eyes. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, I mean, like, like from where it's like farmed, where it's sourced, to like how it's how it's um, like roasted, the different techniques of roasting, and like what like all that stuff, and then like how it's ground, you know, and then it's how how is it brewed? Like, there's espresso, there's like pour overs, there's like drip, there's chemex, like there's so many different ways to make coffee, and so it's it is very like it's just based on like what you like. And, like, sure, there's, like, logistics and, like, there's, like, factorial things that make good coffees or not. But, I don't know. I personally love coffee way too much. But at the same time, if you like Folgers, you like Folgers. That's cool, man. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to hate you for it. I'll, like, be concerned (laughs) and, like, know what to pray for you about now. But, like, you know. Maybe they have just had too much burnt coffee. I mean. They cannot taste it anymore. It's just, like, I know a fact about Folgers. Not, I mean, I think it is Folgers. But somebody told me this once about like, like the like the pre ground grocery store coffee. The reason, so like <clears throat> back in the day, you see these like cleaning inf- like infomercials where it's like, oh, they spilled wine on the couch or like spilled coffee on the couch, and like it's stained, so they have like these cleaners or whatever. Well, the reason why that like those at home coffees stain is because when man, don't come out, don't come at me, Folgers, please. <laughs> This isn't for folders, this is whatever. Um, the reason why like there's like it stains is because when they harvest the beans, they don't wait till everything's ripe. They just do it all at once. And so in order to make all the beans look the same, they actually dye them. Mm. And so when you're drinking like folders or like I don't even know other ones, Toll Hout, no, that's cookies. Um there's like other at home, pre-ground coffees or whatever. When you're drinking that, you're actually drinking dye too, oh, no. which is why it stains. You know, and like coffee, all coffee stains to a degree because it's you know dark liquid. But like third wave high quality coffee is a lot easier to get out than filters. Mm, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Not a lot of people do. Yeah. And, hope, and like someone told me that, and I took it as truth. So I'm hoping it's still true. But <laughs> so that I'm not like spreading this information but i mean it um, kind of makes sense because they also do that with salmon too totally like some of the salmon that's just not like a healthy salmon yeah they'll just dye it with yeah, color dude. so so true it's gross yeah it's really gross <laughs> it's very gross <laughs> yeah so yeah. what's your favorite way to make coffee man i at when i'm at home i have a chemex so it's like that glass hour mm-hmm. shape hourglass shape thing um but so i just took the pour over method so it's like you just like, either make like two or three cups at a time via Chemex or there's like a V60, which is like, it's like a circle with a cone basically. <clears throat> but yeah, that's like my favorite way. Cause I love the process of it. Like I love like having the fresh beans and then grinding it and like the smell that comes from that. I'm very like sensory based. So it's like, I love like smells and sights and touch or whatever. Um, and so, and then it's like having your, your kettle and then like, like, doing the first pour around and like letting it bloom and see the bubbles come out or whatever. And then like, you kind of go through the rest of the process and like the first sip of it, you're like, Oh, this is really good. Or I did a really bad job. You know, it mm. doesn't taste good, but, <clears throat> but yeah, that's like my favorite way. It's like the process <clears throat> and also the way it looks. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. You know, like with my happy Monday, like the ceramics and stuff I've been doing, I've been playing around with different like style ideas of making V sixties which is like that little like cone thing you put on top of the cup. Um, mm. And I made two of them and I've like, I use it at home and nice. I'm like, cool. Like I want to make more of these and maybe yeah, sell them. I like them cause I have one too. And it's like a smaller, you know, way instead mm-hmm. of like the, when you have all the bigger. Yeah. Like a whole materials. pot of coffee or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And then there's AeroPress too, mm. which is like that tube thing. Those are nice. I love them. Yeah. They're so great for camping too. Like every time I go camping or on a little trip or whatever, I bring my AeroPress because it's just like hot water. Just push it, you're good to go, man. Yeah. Coffee in like two minutes. What's been the best coffee you've had in Minneapolis? <clears throat> man, I feel like right now I don't know, um, but like I remember one of the best cups of coffee I've ever had was at Spy House, and it was like probably six years ago, six or seven years ago. And they had this <clears throat> this geisha uh, bean. It was like a super special, very expensive. It's like limited quantity or whatever. 
And like a pour over of this geisha was like $6 for just a cup of coffee, black, straight. You know, you do not put cream or sugar in that. Like, no way. And I remember like taking the first step and it felt like I was like frolicking through like a strawberry field, like with like lavender and rose. It's just like, it was just like this experience. And I've never had anything better since, to be honest. But like, that was like the the pinnacle of like my coffee snob story. <laughs> it was six dollar coffee too, yeah. so it wasn't I mean, that crazy. No, yeah. yeah. But like I think it was like it was like sixty bucks for like a like a a quarter of beans or a quarter pound of beans or whatever. So it was like really expensive. It was like a like a Wagyu steak, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I mean like nowadays it's like I buy different beans from different like like cities now. And make it at home. Like Kansas City has a really great coffee culture. Um, oh, there's Onyx Coffee that's in Arkansas. It's really, really good. Um, whenever I go to California, I go to California like once a year just to like take some time. I used to live there, so it feels like home. Um, really incredible coffee culture. And so like I always like bring home like three or four bags of coffee from different cafes and stuff. <clears throat> Still support local, of course. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm trying to venture out a little bit to find other stuff so yeah would you ever start your own coffee farm probably not (laughs) that's like huge a huge endeavor and yeah like as passionate and i i am about like coffee and like paying farmers a, a, a good wage for their beans and for their work and stuff I don't think I could ever start one personally. Because <laughs> you need like a mountain kind of climate. Oh, for to grow sure. In coffee. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like I think it's like a little along the equator, and like, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> and like it has to be like a very specific area of the earth, and mm-hmm. that just sounds really expensive, honestly. Yeah. So I don't know, but we'll definitely like support and partner for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, but do you think you'll travel down to your coffee suppliers? I would love you to start the cafe or do you love think you'll to. just buy them? I would love to meet them 100%. And <clears throat> like, we'll probably start like offering different like local roasters that we're like, we really admire. Um, but we do, we would love to roast our own at some point down the road. And so like, that's a whole process in itself, you know, like finding a roaster and like finding a space for that. And then like sourcing the beans and like paying them a good wage and like, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, once we get to that point, I would love to go to like wherever we're getting it from, you know, Guatemala or whatever, and just like hang out with the people who are making our lives so much better. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So one day, Pretty cool. One day. Huh. Yeah, bro. How do you even source it? Is it, I mean, will you just ask people you think? Yeah. That I'm, are kind of in the coffee industry, like, you know, different sources or I'm sure there's like definitely like a networking aspect of it where it's like, Hey, where do you eat your beans? Or like, where do they get their beans? And I'm, but I'm sure there's like some sort of website or like hub where it's like, here's a bunch of places that grow coffee. Yeah. You know, at least I hope <laughs> if there's not another business idea. Can Dude, we wow. All right. Here we go. Got to patent that. This, quick. One's, this one's website though. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. But yeah, man. So we'll see. I'm excited though. Regardless, like this new, journey has been really really exciting for me and i'm stoked mm-hmm. yeah what do your days kind of look like right now i mean it seems like you're doing like a few things which yeah. is awesome yeah uh busy yeah really busy um i so i work full-time for a furniture company um so i'm there like 5 45 a.m till probably like 3 30 mm-hmm. every day well tuesday through saturday um and then when i'm not there uh I have like church obligations throughout the week, you know, like leading worship or doing different things, different meetings or whatever. Um, and then when I'm not doing that, I try to socialize as well. Just, <laughs> just try to see my friends and stuff. Um, and then when I'm not doing that, I'm in my pottery studio, just like still, I'm still in like the brainstorming, like trying to figure out like what shapes I want to do, like what exactly, what pieces I exactly want to like start offering. You know, <clears throat> and then when I'm not at the studio, I'm at home sleeping, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> so you also, I mean, did you mention you're shooting photos too, but maybe you don't do that as much anymore. Yeah. I, I haven't like, I'm not like retired <laughs> from shooting, but I definitely stepped a pretty far back, a step back mm-hmm. from doing it. Um, just because it's like, 
I mean, like I said before, if I had like four, four other lives to live, I would be doing all these things at once, you know, but it's just like, it's, it's, I mean, it's a hard thing being a creative and having a lot of things that you love to do, but like we only get 24 hours in a day, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, you have to like, kind of like pick which one's going to be your, you know, like your priority and then like run with that. And if, like saying yes to things is also saying no to things, you know? And so it's like, oh, cool. Like I'm, I really want to pursue like, you know, pottery and like prioritize like my church obligations and stuff, which means I probably can't shoot as many weddings cause I'm busy on the weekends or like that means I probably can't take on more photo clients or I can't like pursue that cause I'm pursuing other things, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Where do you get your ideas for the pottery side? Yeah. Um, I'm really inspired by, like mid-century modern things so like 60s 50s 60s and 70s era um where it's like really clean lines like really clean i should have brought some stuff shoot um just like check out the instagram (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but also like japanese style pottery for sure where it's like really simple really clean but also like interesting Mm -hmm. yeah like like, i like that style of yours Mm. everything's like very clean and simple thanks man yeah Yeah. i like that it's fun i love it and it's like i make things that i would use you know like that's when like coming back to the whole like if you're doing something creative also do it for yourself you know because it's like i make things for myself constantly like mugs or like pour overs or like i just made a couple of plates that i'm like testing out but i'm definitely going to use them at home you know Mm -hmm. and so um so yeah it's like I, i i think it's really important to create things that you love that yeah. you would enjoy yourself. You know? sure. Just so, like keeps you motivated to 100%, keep doing it. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And then following a billion people on Instagram that do the same thing as you do <laughs> to get all the inspiration you can, you can get, you know. Yeah. Is it mainly from Instagram, like the inspiration for what you're going to create? Yeah, I would say. I mean, there's a couple a couple accounts that I'm like obsessed with um, for pottery. Um, but also just like thrifting is a huge one, honestly. I go thrifting often. Mm. And it's like, I'll find a mug that I'm like, I love that shape. I don't love the handle, but I love mm-hmm. the shape of it. So I'm going to like kind of copy it yeah. and put my own handle on it or like do my own twist on it. That'd or be it's cool. Like, That's dude, cool. I mean, you're, you're, you're just able to create, you're able to like see things and create them how you think they could be better. Mm-hmm, definitely. Not even better. Just like what I would like more, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah. So it's just like the, like I just, I'm out and about or I'm like target, target, <laughs> Target's a big inspo for sure because, okay. like, they have, like, their home section. I forget what it's called, like, Hearth and Home or whatever or something. Wreath or I don't know. But they have, like, a bunch of bowls that look, look handmade and cups that look handmade. And I'm like, oh, sweet. If Target's doing it and it's successful <laughs> and I love the way it looks, I'll give it a go. Obviously, I'm not going to copy them perfectly because it's, like, I mean, honestly, kind of Target, impossible. Target, Target knocking at your yeah. door. <laughs> yeah, it's a lawsuit. Josiah, uh, we've got to speak. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> you know. But, but yeah, it's just like there's inspiration everywhere, you know, honestly. And, like, even when it comes to, like, things that aren't pottery, you know, like, I've been doing, like, these, like, blue pinstripes on the top of the mugs or things that I've been making. And, like, I like that was inspired from, like, vintage motorcycles. You know, mm-hmm. where it's like the gas tank is painted with like these racing stripes, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that'd be cool. I love that style. I want to implement it in my pottery just mm-hmm. to like see how it works, see how it feels, you know. And so there's inspiration everywhere, man. Just mm-hmm. got to look for it, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's really true. Or go thrifting. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find it there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, man. So Dang, That's cool. Do you have any pop ups coming up? Not for pottery. Um, I am playing like a small acoustic show on Friday, um, at Rustica Coffee. Okay. Just close by St. Louis Park. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, not for pottery. I'm kind of like with the whole like big endeavor that we're working towards, like the, the cafe and stuff. I'm like kind of taking it chill on like different events just so I can focus and mm-hmm. like hone in and kind of like, um, start making things for the cafe, you know, cause we're like. Everything that we serve in-house is going to be, I'm going to make that, you know, all the mugs, all the dishes and stuff. And so I'm like, oh, I got to like start doing that because <laughs> yeah. that's going to be a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no pop-ups recently. But I mean, if someone asks me, I'll probably do it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but I'm not like pursuing it right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. 
Sweet. Yeah, man. It's fun. It's good yeah. stuff. It's yeah. a good time. I suppose we can wrap things up. If you're cool with playing a song. Oh, I'll play a song. Sweet. 100%. Let me go. Right. Perfect. The cameras are shut off. Oh, did I really? Yeah, well, that's why I go, I go back and I just... Click recording again. Oh, funny. Because it has like a time limit on the oh, Canon cameras. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm trying to think what song to do though. <clears throat> I don't know. Whatever song you're feeling. This is the first time someone has sang a song on the podcast. Yeah, this is cool. Dude, I love it. <clears throat> Let's do it. Should I English any way different? You yeah, think? Then, yeah, I can. Okay, cool. Can I catch everything? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe like. Yeah, feel free to. Oh, nice. It just moves. That's yeah. dope. <laughs> Keep this in the. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> Uh, this song, I think I'm gonna do. Hmm. Yeah, this this is a new song I wrote. Uh, it's called. Um, oh gosh, Forevermore. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's new, but I forgot. Um, yeah, it's called Forevermore, and I actually sang the song at my friend's wedding oh. last year. And um, so it's like kind of a newer song, but mm -hmm. yeah. So it's it's kind of um, it's it's a song about like looking forward to love somebody again, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, it's called Forevermore. Sweet. Say this, you're worth more than you know. My 
heart is for you forevermore So I'll be your fire I'll be your shelter I'll be your heart when you feel alone Just call my name and I'll come running Take my hand, I'll hold you close No, I can't wait to love you Beautiful, bro. man. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. That's that one song awesome. that I should be recording hopefully sooner than later. So sweet. But like full band. It's going to be more energy, more fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Dang, that's awesome. Thank yeah, you man. for doing that. Dude, absolutely. Sweet. And then just to, I was like, oh, dang, should have had you played at the very end. But oh, for to, sure. <laughs> to finish it off, no worries. If you were to leave your last piece of advice mm. to your younger self, what mm. would that be? Oh, man, that's a great question. Last piece of advice to my younger self. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, man, I think I would tell him that we are all made so uniquely and so differently and so special and to really lean into that and to really uh, pursue um, identity and really to pursue truly who they who 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 they are who he is talking to my younger self <laughs> you know um, and to not get wrapped up or stuck in uh, the negative mentality of comparison and not to get stuck in being trying to be what other people want you to be um, and just like really learning to love yourself because super important <laughs> uh, I really wish from my own story I really wish I heard that when I was younger mm-hmm. so yeah that's what thank I thank you say. man yeah bro appreciate absolutely. it absolutely thanks for having me man <laughs> let's so go. fun let's go <laughs> sweet dude yeah dude that was awesome bro that was fun thank you for tuning into the podcast with Josiah if you enjoyed it please send us a DM on Instagram at behind the vision pod or ever underscore north or leave us a review as we love to receive your feedback on the show. If you want to stay up to date on new podcasts and collection drops from Evernorth, check out evernorthcode.com. Thanks again for listening and hope you have an amazing day.